Finally, when you stop and have a moment away from the stage and away from the rec recording studio, who do you thank for the last couple of years when you're uh, having a moment of clarity, as Jigger would say? Um, I have, I, I thank God. I thank my mum, my whole family, my, my friends are like my team. I, and I've got all my family and my friends working on, on my own record label, like on my own music with me. So I, I think I think them, I think all the musicians, all the produ producers that I've had the pleasure of working with, like I feel like any any journey, any good journey is it's it's more of a testament of the amazing people around you. As much as I, I've worked hard and 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 I've done my thing and I've focused and I've and I've managed to get to where I am today, it's a testament to everyone around me, everyone who's helped along the way, all those thank yous. If I had to list out the thank yous, oh my days. I believe every good story and its characters are defined by their motivations. To me, a hallmark of some of the best stories told, the best worlds constructed, are those where all characters, no matter how big or small, are well-rounded and have their own motivations. It is those motivations within characters that define their journey, their conflicts and whether we root for them or not. And through the characters we get new insights, we get to relate, engage with questions, to reflect, to learn and run the limits of our imaginations wide. And it is in the spirit of great stories forcing us to engage in good faith, the motivations of what is the human in all of us that I present to you inarticulate. Hey everyone, I'm your host Rehan and welcome to Inarticulate, the podcast where we try to make sense of the world through the lens of stories and art, where we celebrate the magic, craft and nuance of our most cherished stories. The man whose voice you hear in the beginning is British rapper and MC Michael Omari Jr., or better known as Stormzy. Stormzy is of Ghanaian descent and was born in South London and started his career as a grime artist, making a name for himself in the underground music scene. Grime, for those who don't know, is a genre of electronic music that developed in London in the early 2000s. It usually draws from UK garage music, dancehall, jungle, reggae, hip-hop and a few other genres. Stormzy won the Best Grime Act at the 2014 MOBO or Music of Black Origins Award and has since then seen a meteoric rise in his career. He released the first Grime album to top the British Albums chart, has topped the UK Singles chart multiple times collaborated with some of the biggest names in music, won Album of the Year at the Brit Awards and even headlined Glastonbury. All this and more in such a short period of time. It is safe to say that Stormzy has managed to win over audiences and broken into the mainstream, and he's done all this while not signing to a major record label. This context is necessary because today's episode is centered around Stormzy's song Blinded by Your Grace Part 2 and its video. The song also features British singer MNEK and comes from Stormzy's first studio album, Gang Signs in Prayer, and as the title Blinded by Your Grace suggests, the song of course falls into the and prayer part of the album. As a disclaimer, any clips used in the episode are for review and illustrative purposes only, and that the episode is just a free-flowing conversation between two friends and must be taken in that spirit. On that note, this episode is special because it features our first ever guest at Inarticulate. Not only one of the most thoughtful, intelligent and inspiring people I know, 
but also my batchmate and one of my closest friends, McFerlin Chungu, or as we like to call him, MJ. He joins us from Geneva as we use Blinded by Your Grace as grounds to discuss everything, well, storytelling. Hey MJ, welcome to Inarticulate. How are you doing? Hi Rehan, thank you so much for uh, inviting me to be a part of um, this episode. I'm doing great and I'm excited to be here. MJ, you know, I just realized that people would have to hear us say no, no every time <laughs> we are trying to say that we agree with each other. Uh, that is, I was actually thinking the same thing because of the amount of times you actually say no every time I say something. <laughs> but for us, it's so natural. It's so cultural. It's what we do in Zambia and, and you know, in India, where you grew up, we, you know, we say no and we agree and I think it's going to confuse your audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can only hope it doesn't confuse them too much. Well, you were the one who introduced me to Stormzy, so you were the perfect guest for this since you showed me the video for Bio Grace, and that's when I started looking into Stormzy, his music, his journey, and I was compelled. It is his authenticity, his persona, his art, his journey that all come together to create this really compelling figure. And I see that as a big reason behind his success, but I picked Bio Grace for us to discuss because... Firstly, it was how you introduced me to him, but also because it brings up some very interesting questions for you and I to explore and a fun conversation for us to have. So I'm glad to have you here. And let's just start with the most obvious question. What was it about Stormzy's by your grace that stayed with you? You know, I think that's a very interesting question because, you know, I, I always have always had this private conversation with you about how you know, religion and I, I haven't had very good experience personally with religion. And so it's quite interesting that this particular song that I sent you, the video spoke to me. So I thought that that was really quite interesting despite, despite that. So I think I shared this story with you because it's a story that stayed with me. And I think this has been a theme and something that you've really been exploring even in your podcast earlier so I thought you know that would be an interesting thing for you to see as well yes absolutely and when you bring up the video that is a very important part of why blinded by your grace the song and the story has stayed with me and so yeah I wanted us to talk about this so share your thoughts share your thoughts on the video and how that plays a role into into why the song has stayed with us yeah no definitely I think this story stayed with me particularly because um, of my relationship with um, with religion. Like I said earlier, it has been something that I've been avoiding religion, at least as it's practiced in a traditional sense, because, you know, at the core, religion is an idea. And to an extreme, this idea we've seen in worst cases that has been used to alienate and uh, because through religion, through identity, through the politics of religion itself, it can be used to define who belongs and who doesn't. And by virtue of who doesn't belong, it tends to to alienate them. But I think this video, particularly the story of By Your Grace and, and, and the story that he's trying to tell in the song and the story that he's trying to tell in the video, it stayed with me because of its themes and the symbolism that you see in the video. You see him paying homage to South London, to South Norwood, where he grew up, right? Which is not the South Norwood that we see today. It's the South Norwood that, you know, there's a lot of crime, there's a lot of poverty at the time he was growing up. 
but you see a lot of gratitude, you see a lot of homage uh, that he's paying and the respect that he's paying going back to his roots. You see a lot of inclusion. You just don't see people that pray a certain kind of way in the video. You see different types of people in the video. You see a lot of diversity, but he's telling this story in a way of respect. And I think, you know, it was very refreshing to see, particularly because we live in a very polarized world where religion, any type of difference will be used to alienate and to polarize people. But to see him tell a story of religion, of his identity, of his origins in such a very beautiful, inclusive and an admirable way just really stayed with me. No, I think that is a very important point because it is only when you see the video do you actually get an idea of where Stormzy is coming from and what this song and of course by extension his album is about. And this song goes into the prayer and faith side of his journey and what an important role it has played in the way he grew up, in the way he processes the world and believes in himself. And here he's trying to thank God and his faith for helping him in those moments he could have turned for the worst. And this video is done beautifully. It has a certain mellowness, is in black and white, which highlights the people, their expressions and the feelings in those moments. Not only is there a focus on kids and the communities of in and around low-income housing units, but a purposeful showing of different faiths, different beliefs in his situation, especially of Christians and Muslims and men and women and kids of diverse cultures and skin tones. It just captures a very authentic, simple, daily reality of people in that community with a joint focus on faith and religion. And you don't see such imagery often, especially on topics and art so explicitly centered around a religion. And he so fully and completely claims and cherishes his religion, but with room for all to be in it. It really captures those moments really well. And it's just so nice to see. Definitely. And I think I could not agree more simply because when we put all of this together and we go back to this video, I think it's just really refreshing to see the conceptualization of religion through all these values that are embodied in this video, like gratitude, respect, diversity, and all of that, simply because today there's just so much polarization, there's just so much division, there's so much um, otherness, but to see him conceptualize and think of religion that way was was really incredible. And, and I think why this story also stayed with me is because it was a rare opportunity for me to think differently about one particular topic, right? And and I think that's why we tell stories. And that's why I'm really interested to see where inarticulate goes and, and the stories that you are telling through an inarticulate, because what you're also doing in essence is you're helping people that are listening, that are part of this conversation to think differently. And I think that is very important because things don't have to just be one thing, right? I have all these traumatic and very difficult um, history and relationship with religion, but to see Stormzy conceptualize it differently um, was a way for me to think differently about what religion is, what it can be, and what it ought to be. And so I think that was really important for me. No, I think that is very well said. Uh, and I think that is a big part of why it speaks to so many people. Though this song heavily incorporates gospel, he has been able to take grime an entire genre from the underground scene to the main stage and broken so many boundaries in the process people have taken a note of his rise and the different aisles he has reached while making a name for himself he's had number one hits awards 
history making performances met his idols collaborated with some of the biggest and most exciting names in music it's it's amazing he has even collaborated with burner boy another artist you and i often talk about i just find it amazing and i really think his journey signifies or has such an authenticity and spirit to it that whoever tunes in pays attention to it is taken in by it <laughs> that is definitely true right and and i think this speaks to the power of stories because here is you know a man from south london who's not too not way too older than us he's just only 27 and he has a story that is able to inspire us despite growing up in south london a place we haven't been but because he has been able to share his story in such a captivating way we can relate and get some kind of inspiration from him and i think that's that just goes to speak to the power and the beauty of of sharing stories and 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 why they're so important for us as people to share them among among people of of different backgrounds of different races of different origins and i think you know we're still able to get to to connect to somebody that we don't really know in person but just by virtue of their story we're inspired and you know we can learn something from it and i think that's just incredible no absolutely you speak to the power of stories and in the first episode we talked about generally how important storytelling can be and how all encompassing it can be and all this speaks to the power of storytelling because and funny enough because the very thing that for me at least religion is is story possibly the most powerful example of storytelling we've ever seen this story is there how do you say it as basic and fundamental to the stereotypical elements of a story as it gets you know it's books written or told by someone about someone myths and what they do is tell stories they have messages to convey and they convey it through many smaller stories often about people and events and figures and so much more in my mind there are few as i describe stories that i can think of even remotely as powerful as religion and i find that very relevant here as we talk about blinded by your grace stormzy and religion and storytelling definitely definitely and i think i love that you, you you craft and you sort of like describe religion in the language of a story that is an amazing point that you just brought up and i and i and i'm really glad that you you brought that point up um yeah i think as far as stories goes religion is one of the most powerful stories just because of its influence and how it has survived time and how it's able to influence and move people um so definitely that power cannot be underscored but it's easy for people to be daunted um and to not see themselves within such a very powerful story that has been crafted thousands of years ago and so it can be very difficult for you to see yourself in that right but what i find fascinating about stormzy and the way he tells his stories and the way he views religion the way he views his identity is his ability to craft his own story and carefully tuck it within the larger narrative within the larger story of religion itself to say i also belong in this and the way i see the world also belongs in this the way people that look like me people that pray like me or people that don't pray like me people that look a certain way also belong within that story they can find their own story within that and i think that's a very powerful thing that was extremely well put and that is exactly what i wanted to talk about and what makes stormzy's by your grace such a a beautiful example you can see it gets 
me a little excited of stories that stay with you and inarticulate for me is dedicated to just that you and i even many in our friend circle have always enjoyed discussing and dissecting shows and stories and papers and movies that we watch and those conversations have been some of the most amazing and fascinating and i'm glad i could have you here as a guest because i wanted to share in front of the world some of the conversations we have you and i could have talked about fireboy dml we are both obsessed with his music or even burner boy and his story and some of the music he's made is just so amazing but i wanted to go back to stormzy and blinded by your grace and read some of his lyrics here and one round of applause one time for fraser t smith on the chords i feel we got one i stay prayed up then i get the job done yeah i'm abigail's youth but i'm god's son abigail is the name of his mother so abigail's you child but i'm god's son but i'm up now look at what god's done now i real talk look at what god did on the main stage running around topless i found flips then i tell him that he got this flips is tomzy's best friend this is god's plan they can never stop this like wait right there could you stop my worse you saved this kid and i'm not your first it's not by blood and it's not by birth but oh my god what a god i serve and stormzy often talks about both the importance of his mom and faith in his life and so many people can relate to his storytelling he's claiming all those parts of him and he has the ability to communicate that effectively and it can often be uplifting right because it has an honesty you even see reactions to the song like it's got me singing praise for a god that i don't even believe in of course also thanks to that gospel magic and so when you showed stormzy to me it was this ability of course along with the music itself that got me hooked to his story and that's how it became a topic for this episode and i'm so glad i could have you here the perfect guest to discuss this and yeah <laughs> this is definitely important for me and i think one of the things that i valued about my friendship with you or the friendship of the larger friend circle right and to put this into context i'm from zambia i grew up in a devout christian family and i studied in india where we met um and you come from the north of india in in kashmir and you know we have friends that come from kolkata i've got friends that come from hyderabad so among our friend circle there are people who are practicing hindus there are people who are practicing muslims there are people who do not practice at all you know whatever religion they were born into but i think going back to that idea of thinking differently that diversity of ideas and uh, that the learning that we have had within our conversations has been you know partly responsible for my tremendous growth as an individual and i'm so grateful for that and i think that's why i agreed to be part of this conversation because i think people should share their stories more people should not be afraid to get involved and listen to stories uh which they might not see themselves in immediately but try to get to the core of of those stories even though the people that are telling them don't look like them because it's only when we engage with stories it's only when we search for ourselves within other people's stories can we connect with people at such a deeper level and can we learn more about ourselves so i think this endeavor that you're doing with an articulate challenging us to think differently challenging us to listen to stories and tell our own is just something very remarkable. <laughs> Don't gas me in front of everyone. <laughs> I, I do think it is safe to say that none of us can imagine any version of success in life without some version of celebration and engagement with storytelling. Definitely. Definitely. And uh, and I think and I think at at the core of who we are um so I'm 
and another context about me, I'm, I'm revealing too much information about myself, but another factor about me is that I come from a very proud ethnic group in Zambia called the Bemba people. And the last time I checked that the majority in the country of the Republic of Zambia, and before we learn many things about ourselves, before children learn to walk, before children learn a lot of all these other things, we are taught to tell stories. We, we, we listen to stories. Stories are so important in our culture, the ability to tell stories. Um, and I think coming from that legacy with my ancestors, I feel so strongly about stories. I feel the importance of telling stories because even at the core of the most incredible innovations that you can see, even the, the discovery or the invention of flight, right? It's, 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 it, it emerges from stories. It emerges from people articulating these stories about themselves and what their aspirations, what their ambitions are. It is what is responsible for innovation. It's how we move from one place to another. It's how we connect with other people. It's how we come together to move mountains. At the core of all of that, there is a story. There are stories, stories that merge, stories that come together, stories that connect, stories that inspire, stories that influence, stories that move. So I think stories are incredibly important um, in humanity, right? Because in all creation, in all nature, human beings are one of the few creatures that can tell stories. And so there's something really incredible and powerful at a spiritual level about telling stories. They prayed up, then I get the job done. Yeah, I'm Abigail's youth, but I'm God's son. But I'm up now, look at what God's done. To take the conversation further, in many ways, like we discussed, Stormzy's story is for both the song and the album. And it has a lot to do with where he comes from and who he is. And in the last episode on Downton Abbey, we talked about the show's creator, Julian Fellows. He's a Lord Julian Fellows his own politics and that politics's impact on the show. And funny enough, they're both British and they both represent two completely different strata and realities within that Britain, right? So if we talk from this end of how Stormzy, Stormzy the person, and how his story is such a huge part of, you know, the song and the album, and that's why we love it. So does that mean that the artist and the art cannot actually be separated what are your thoughts on the role of the artist in being part of the story of the art itself? Do you think they can exist as independent entities? That's a great question. And I think, you know, I've been thinking about this conversation given we live in a time where council culture is running rampant. And often when we suddenly find out that celebrities are also imperfect, just like all of us, we cancel them. And then suddenly we, we also turn on their art and then... And then we said that there's a problem with that, right? And I think, and I think I've been very critical of that. I think an artist and what they produce, which is the art, can be separated and should be seen as two entities. Of course, that art is is birthed um, and conceived by an artist, but and that piece of art will have a life of its own. If today you know, you and I are sitting here, we're talking about Blinded by Your Grace, part two. And this has meant so much to us. It has inspired all of us, um, you and I, right? And there's just so many things that we've learned from from this. We've really enjoyed um, listening to this song. Yet, if tomorrow Stormzy gets into trouble, 
then does that mean that this art and all these feelings and all these experiences that you and I have had with this art that Stormzy has created then become nullified? And that's where I have a problem with it. And so I think just like parents are separated from children because each one is their own individual, despite at one point they shared one body, we can and we should, I actually, I believe, separate art from, from the artist. No, that's very well put. I, for instance, grew up watching the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And the first three movies are some of my favorite movies and my favorite trilogies ever. But if Johnny Depp is cancelled for very serious charges and then somewhat uncancelled in light of new facts, and suddenly you weren't supposed to like anything by him, to me... <sighs> That makes no sense. And in that period in the middle, did it mean that my love for those movies and his role in those movies gets affected? Their memories, their experiences in my childhood get invalidated or cease to exist? No. And at the same time, we know Johnny Depp, the actor, was so important in making the franchise come alive. And so I just think it's so fascinating. And I've always... I was always interested from the first time I learned about it, this idea of the death of the author, which was a theory first argued by French theorist and literary critic Ronald Barthes in an essay of his, which was also titled The Death of the Author. And I've always found it very fascinating. And funny enough, even more interesting in this context is because it tells us something about religion itself, that we have to somehow divorce what wrote the script and most religions rely on some version of scripts from the author itself because of the impact that the scripts can have in their own right and in their own ways for so many different people. And sometimes the argument even becomes about the intention of the author, yet we cannot access the author in this case. I, I think that's the brilliant observation and brilliantly well put um, argument on your side. And I think it also goes back to the earlier conversation where we were saying that the beauty of the way Stormzy tells this story is that he is not shying away or being intimidated by this very big and bold and boisterous story, which is religion itself, but he is crafting his own story and embedding it, you know, tacking it away between the layers of this larger story and sort of like seeing himself there, seeing the people that pray differently or and people that pray like him, seeing people of different races and genders within that as well. And um, that's very encouraging because in a sense, I'm encouraged to always find my story within larger stories. I'm always encouraged to to relate at a personal level with stories because how you and I relate to a particular story, it's going to be personal to the individual. So even in these times when we're trying to navigate the relationship between an artist and the art itself, I think much more emphasis and importance must be placed on the relationship that one particular individual has with that piece of art and the experience that they get from that, as opposed to the relationship um, with the artist and then you know what becomes of the artist and that then nullifying and and you know negating the experience with the art i think that's the wrong way to go about it on the main stage running around topless i phone flips when i tell him that we got this this is god's plan they can never stop this that way right there could you stop my verse you saved this kid and i'm not your first it's not by blood so I want to do a small 
fun random section while we were on this topic. I found two different posts last week while scrolling on the internet, of course, and I thought they were very interesting. The first is an Instagram photo and caption, and I absolutely loved it. It's an image. Imagine a wide-angle look at dark skies, and it is evening, but not completely dark. Yet, because the clouds are heavy and thick, it looks darker. It is a thunderstorm, and you can see rainfall far away. It's a really powerful and intimidating image with a massive lightning bolt going across it, hitting some faraway land. The main point she brings up, which I found very powerful was that this thing she's witnessing this exact thing was witnessed by people thousands of years ago and and people saw this and couldn't make sense of the world and when they saw an event like this the most natural and obvious thing to emerge from this was that they created stories right and that's just so beautiful it's one of those beauties of nature which makes you realize how tiny you are in front of it by the way, this post was from Janice. Janice Pariat is an author and she was my creative writing professor. And I quote, And I thought of how our ancestors, huddling together under rocks, in caves, this could only have been divinity, some otherworldly power showing wrath or displeasure. How children would have crept closer to their parents, and despite themselves, the adults would comfort them with the story of how they came to be and how they are nothing to be frightened of, this, I realized, standing amidst the wind and rain, this was the beginning of stories. And I think it's just so beautiful. Here she's also pointing towards religion, which is why you see so many similarities across religions. They even tend to disagree with each other in similar ways. And I just found that very beautifully put. And also how it's connected to nature, right? Especially as someone who loves mountains, who loves to stand right next to the ocean and it just reminds you of the sheer scale of nature and how singular and tiny you are next to it. No, that is true because I think that is also in character with how I've always perceived stories that part of their core, they're just trying to make a sense um, and to make sense of the world that we live in. Try to understand um, the things that puzzle us. Um, and I think in in those people in that story where those people are staring at uh, that beautiful image, they're puzzled. I imagine, what what is this? Why did it come to be? Why is it so beautiful? And um, to satisfy a curious mind, we come up with stories sometimes to try and explain and try and satisfy our curiosity as well. And I think um, that's an amazing purpose that stories um, also serve because they, they feed a curious mind and, and put it at ease. Um, as it asks more questions. And I think that's, that's also a very interesting function that I've always admired about stories. The other thing I want to read to you or the other post was a tweet, actually. Let me read it to you. The tragedy of religious fundamentalists and hypernationalists is that instead of spending time trying to do mathematics, philosophy, literature, or science, they spend their time trying to show that 5,000 years ago, their ancestors did mathematics, philosophy, literature, and science. <laughs> that is very hilarious. <laughs> right? And it's it's funny because there is some truth to it. You and I have been mostly kind to religion here, talking about it's bringing together power, which is the power of through stories and faith. 
but it has the other edge of the sword too, right? Like we talked about in the beginning of the episode, it can equally be alienating and equally be used to, and has been used to historically for so much violence and so much bloodshed and so much hatred it manages to create, so much division and continues to, and the dangerous forms that can take. And those exist alongside all the good parts, which is which is just sort of the nature of reality. That is true. And I think, um, you know, I laughed at that, you know, that image and the caption on it because part of my frustration with the larger story of religion, I feel like sometimes it it, it seems like a story that has been frozen in time. And then, you know, there are all these forces that protect it to be that way. But I think partly why our ancestors told us stories was for us to carry that conversation and develop it right to learn from the past and incorporate the present in it as we are going to the future together and encourage those that receive these stories to pay homage to the past but also continue taking that story embedding themselves in that story and moving it to the future for the next generation as opposed to freezing that story and keeping it in time so i think part of why stories exist is because they are created so that we can develop with them not stories freezing in time and for us protecting them like relics or mere remnants of the past. I don't think stories, I, I think our ancestors would frown on us if, if if we just keep stories as they kept them, um, then that way we won't evolve with them. You know, I think we've kept the focus away from what makes this conversation tricky and personal for people. The way Stormzy manages to give space and involve everyone in his story is because of his emphasis on faith. And I spoke to you before the episode about how one of the themes I was interested in was the larger idea of not just actual belief faith, but also acting on good faith versus bad faith. Stormzy is thanking God for having his back and being the source of the strength he needed to find the right path in life and pull himself through. He sees it is one of his saving graces and an important part of his success, along with his mother and friends and everyone. For me, I'm really interested in the idea of faith because it is what makes this conversation so difficult and so personal because faith is a powerful, powerful thing, right? And you and I have even talked about how people everywhere, the role their faith, especially religious faith, plays in them holding on, in them making sense of the world, especially when the world was so much harder to make sense of, right? When it wasn't as interconnected or technologically developed, when things were so much more and still are to a large extent scary and unknown. For me, as someone who left faith in the rigid religious terms, the idea of faith was always interesting to me because when you turn it away from religion and towards ourselves, when I turn it to myself, it hasn't been an easy thing. Faith, religion helps you ground yourself so much as a person, having a strong belief in something that when you leave religion, you sort of have to rediscover faith in a certain sense all over again, right? And I think that's an incredibly hard process when you're on your own. You don't have this whole structure and religion that guides you with it. Now, you just have to figure it out on your own, what it is that you believe in and what is it that you believe about life and existence, essentially. For me, this has always been relevant because it's been difficult. And then even when you figure something out, you do it for yourself and it can be scary or fragile. It doesn't have this massive 
backing that religion provides in a certain sense, structural and cultural, very physical and literal backing. And yeah, I just wanted to know your thoughts on faith as an idea and how powerful it can be and its relevance in our lives and its role in our discussion here. I think that's an interesting question because I feel like this is a very important thing that is often underscored, even and especially by people that do not believe in religion, for example. And I've seen people that do have faith in religion become ridiculed um, simply for having faith and believing um, in, in things. And I think for me, the way I see the world is whether you're religious or not, you have faith. We all function because we believe in something, whether that is a God sitting in heaven, whether that is the power of our institutions, whether it's the power of our democracy, um, whether it is the love of our partner, and there's a way that we we are devoted to things that we believe in. So, you know, just to get that right out of the way, we are, we all believe in something, um, whether that is a God or not, or whether that is a religion or not. Um, and I'm often reminded uh, by one of my favorite professors from Ashoka University and a former professor and a dear friend and mentor, um, Dr. Ali Khan, um, who had written an article called Why Leftists and Liberals Need to Engage with Religion Instead of Dismissing It in the Indian Huffing Post. And, and part of what he says in this article, it reads, and I quote, the poverty of both liberal and leftist discourse has been that they have both failed to take into account that people's religious identities might well, might very well be the primary identity through which they participate in politics, end of quote. And, and I think, you know, it, he goes on to talk about his frustration um, of how people's identities, people's faith, um, and what people believe in as far as religion is concerned is often always um, dismissed. So I think, you know, in conclusion to your question, I think the power of faith, the power of people's ability to believe in things that we cannot see um, is, is very important and, and cannot be underscored just because we believe in religion or we do not believe. Faith is very much a very important thing because it can even inform people's identity and the choices that they make in a world that also affects people that don't believe. And I think that's a fascinating point to have. Absolutely. That quote was spot on. However, I want to push back a little on another point you made. You said you believe everyone has faith and strong belief in something. I'm not convinced, not completely at least. I think even in relevance to the point you bring up yourself about how the left has an issue of not engaging in certain things, and I think the way it treats religion in the larger context as a whole has also sidelined the conversation of faith in a certain sense. And tell me if you think differently. But I don't think there's enough emphasis on, for younger generations especially, to have this conversation. So people don't really think about it. And I do feel it is somewhere related to a certain, I don't know how to put it, anxiety about our lives, about existence. I don't want to say depression, but a certain nervousness that makes us feel so unsure about things. And I do think somewhere part of that question is connected with us not talking about faith, right? Because it is not an easy thing. You could believe in religion, humanity, human rights, democracy, storytelling, anything, something in the universe. And I think that is a concern. 
which is why you see a rise these days in spirituality, right? That is one context where the conversation has started. And I think this conversation not being had needs to be re-examined. And it is wonderful to see Stormzy enable grounds for this because it isn't easy grounds to enable at all. I definitely agree, right? Um, And the fact that you and I are sitting here and having a conversation and debating what we think faith is or um and, and, and how we see it from our standpoints and from our different backgrounds is, is indeed a conversation that people are not having. And my theory and, and at least my anxiety when it comes to talking about faith is 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 I think to a larger extent faith is 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 something that is so personal to the individual. It's so personal to a, a kind of people. The way one person practices their faith or or how the faith that they hold so dear in certain things or in religion expresses itself will be so different in accordance to the lived experience of that person. But often this very sacred uh, almost thing um, th- that is held dear and personal to the individual is often used um to based on stereotypes and based on um on, on on just negative perceptions to sort of put people in a certain particular box and to define them and often that definition is negative and i think that's why you see people that believe in certain things um become very wary of, of talking about their faith or sort of like expressing their faith simply because um there's often too much negative connotations that come with having faith but with, with having faith particularly religious faith and um and i think it is this problem of not having conversations enough about faith and I, by conversations i mean respectful meaning conversation where we are trying to understand each other instead of already defining people before conversations around faith are had and i think that's why we're not having conversations about faith uh, simply because there hasn't been a very good scope of having um, these conversations um, at the moment. And I think uh, that's just a shame to see, actually. No, I absolutely agree, especially around respect. It doesn't have to be about necessarily discussing or defending your faith at all. It has to be about respect. And I do think that in the digital age, it has become easy to put pressure on points of difference being exploited, especially by politics turning the conversations into deep divides. And that is where I think Stormzy came in, right? That his version of his story and how religion plays a part in it, in the lyrics and imagery, has a place for everybody because it respects everybody's faith. It understands the power of faith, the sanctity of believing in something and having faith in something. And it respects that. And I think it's so important. And let's not, you know, pretend no one needs to hold any pretense that it is not the norm and it goes both ways none of us can pretend to be holders of truth with a capital t it is all part of what one believes in and how one makes sense of the world exactly i just wanted to add on that in the beginning of this you talked about bad faith and and good faith 
and you also brought up Stormzy. So I think those two points had me thinking, for example, the conversation about having respectful conversations has to go both ways. In the earlier point that I made, I said we must respect those people that hold dear these ideas of faith into things when we want to understand that. Because faith isn't something you can be on the same page with with a person, right? How one person holds faith in one particular religion, I'm not going to understand that in one conversation. So the least I can do is be respectful about that in conversation and trying to understand their standpoint and what they believe in. But I think it also comes both ways to me as well, because often the things that has always irked me growing up in a very religious community was whenever you questioned things, when you know, and as young people, we're always learning, we're always trying to understand And this also contributes to why we're not having these conversations enough, because it always goes from a zero to a hundred when you speak often to people with faith, because even a particular simple question of curiosity could be interpreted as an attack on people's faith, even though you're just generally curious. So I think that patience and that understanding must come both ways. And faith then becomes bad if even people trying to make an attempt to understand just curiously and try to learn more and try to ask questions, you deem that as lethal and you are defensive and you're attacking that attempt, then that becomes a bad way to express faith. Because right, you everybody has a right to hold on to what they believe, but at least we should have healthy conversations about that. And that goes really both ways to those that may not share that exact faith, but also those that have that faith, because faith cannot be imposed on people that don't share it genuinely. And once you start doing that, it becomes violence. Then that way it becomes bad faith because the freedom of faith, the freedom of expressing one's faith is is an inalienable right that everybody has. So we cannot impose just because I've got a faith in something and I believe that faith is amazing. That doesn't guarantee, doesn't give me the right to impose it on people that may not want um, to receive that faith. So I think it goes both ways. Uh, if we do that, then it becomes bad expression of faith. Yes, absolutely. And for me, it is part of my core hesitance with religion because I don't find the religious side of things or religious people engage with discussions and curiosities and new information in an objective manner. And that is the tricky terrain for me, even with faith at large. Any information you get, your attempt and agenda is only to find how it fits into the worldview you already have. It is not out there to engage with something on its own merits. And yet Stormzy manages to do just that and do so beautifully and shows that it is possible to do so. We could have these conversations for hours, but are unfortunately limited by time here. But I wanted to thank you for joining and being a part of this and of course for being a reason behind why i have songs like bossy bop on my playlist now thank you no it was a privilege um and an honor to be here uh, to have this important conversation and i hope we're able to inspire your audience to to think differently about um, this idea and to engage in their own conversations um about how they see themselves in this larger story thank you This was not one of the easier episodes to chart and make because any conversation that enters the territory of religion becomes way too vast and complicated for a simple conversation. And even the production of this episode, everything that could go wrong almost did. Anyway, as always, please write to me on radharinarticulate at gmail for 
any feedback or thoughts or just to strike a conversation. It is how I improve and sharpen my ability to produce these episodes and I'm still very new to this. But Stormzy. Stormzy. Blinded by Your Grace really did something at a stage that I've not encountered much of. And I do strongly believe that if the story of religion cannot provide humanity for all, no matter where they're born, when they're born, regardless of race, gender, sexuality, ability, religion, circumstance and more, it will be and must be outpaced by humanity. And the rapidly globalized and interconnected world of the 20th and 21st century has forced religion to be on the defensive as it is forced to account for and engage with all the diversity and realities of the world and its peoples. For true religion to believe God created all, he must have created the diversity too. This episode was by no means a real dive into Stormzy or his albums and discography or even grime as a genre. That would require potentially a singular focus. I've personally enjoyed getting to know about Stormzy and his journey. Even his videos always heighten the experience of the song and carry through certain characteristics of grime like its fast and frenetic energy in its style and editing and of course it's all paired with heavy British accents. I'm still new to him and the genre but this much I know. I'm on the lookout for both Stormzy and grime and what's next. You ain't got a clue let's be honest. I had a couple seasons made of forest. I put in the work and take the profit. Looking at my girl, like what a goddess. Thank God. Rule number two, don't make the promise. If you can't keep the deal, then just be honest. Just be honest. I can never die, I'm Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. The government of f- 